You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from Clip World, where we show you clips of various things like your life and reruns and clips from movies and shows you haven't seen, but they tell you kind of what the plot is without spoiling it directly. But you know what? We'll get into that first from a clip after Intermetro RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. So many clips. It's a, it's so a, many t- clips. It's a total clips of the heart. Yeah, the, the key is grouping them with thematic connections. That's right. Group, group, group them in the heart. Uh, it's that D-Light song. Group <laughs> is in the heart. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Travis. Hey, everybody, I'm Brandon. And yes, we are referencing Bootsy Collins, who played bass on the <laughs> classic D-Light song, Groove is in the Heart. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Do, uh, we, or, do or, we know that for sure, Brandon? Or, or at least a show. We have a show for you. And before we get started into any of that, we have to do some social media housekeeping business. It's standard here on the on the show. We want to shout out old uh, folks on X, yes. <laughs> which which soon uh, by by what I'm seeing from the the platform, X will be what it is. As far as a social media, it'll channel. be an X social media platform that we used to talk about. Oh, somebody Zach's social. Anyways, at Rick and Morty Pod, we're we're over there. Uh, Facebook dot com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. You can go ahead over there. Instagram Rick and Morty Podcast or Rick and Morty Pod. We have them both. Woo! That real estate, that sweet sweet Rick and Morty Pod real estate. Email Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we do have some we do have some emails today, so I'm excited to excited to talk about that. And for the first time ever, we have <laughs> Rick and Morty Pod dot dot social. That's right. We're over on Blue Sky. And let me tell you what, our our blue sky is blowing up. It is it is it's blowing up fire. Thanks, thanks to all of you for for following. We now have a total of seven followers on Blue Sky. Uh, thanks to Thomas, uh, Gina, Soul Draws, Shenanigans, Chris Lloyd, uh, and then David Shore. Yeah, Chris Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd follows wow. us. Wow. Wow. It's, it's incredible. 1.21. Um, we're, we're on the subreddits. He, he's a moderator. I don't I do not do such things. Uh, but we're on the official Rick and Morty subreddit, rickandmorty.reddit.com. You can also follow our subreddit, rickandmortypodcast.reddit.com. Uh, go to our website, rickandmortypod.com. Uh, if you want to get video versions of the podcast, you can certainly do that over on YouTube slash Apathetic Enthusiasm. Uh, or support our podcasts, all of them, especially this one at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Big thanks to all the patrons uh, who stick around for that post show, Ooh. that bonus content that we be slinging because um, that's what we do. Uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Uh, shout us out. Let us know. Um, yeah. Leave a comment on yeah. YouTube if yeah. you're there. Do that. Do that. We are. Oh, here's what I'll say about YouTube. Okay. What we, we are, say about We are one subscriber <gasps> away. From a from a milestone, so I think it's like an an, an extra hundred or whatever. Like it like <laughs> clicks over to a hundred something, uh, two hundred something subs or whatever. So uh, if you if you go to YouTube, uh, subscribe over there. Help us help us reach another hundo. Uh, thanks thanks for being here, uh, Brandon. How the heck are you? How you, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling 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 loosey goosey. I feel I feel pretty good about things today, Travis. Thank you for asking. Not not at all, and in any way distracted by a uh, Super Bowl rematch that may or may not be playing as we record this episode. I'm not I'm not distracted at uh, by at not distracted by it at all. I don't care about the Chiefs. I don't care about the Eagles. I care less about the Chiefs. So you know, I'm I'm really excited about not caring. Any other thing Good. about that? And, and be well, more get... caring about our show. <laughs> then let's carry that apathy into our first segment, a segment that we like to call semi-pertinent news. Semi-pertinent news. Second verse. All right. So... Uh, first up is a, a new story, uh, brought to us by the Hollywood reporter. Um, we seem to, we seem to be going back to this well, uh, fairly often, but, 
uh, they're getting the they're getting the good interviews, they're getting the good connections, and uh, this is a story. Uh, Rick and Morty, new voice actors, speak out a literal dream come true. Uh, this is from James Hibbard, uh, November nineteenth. This came out, and it's uh, as far as I'm aware, the first interview with the voice actors, uh, the new voice actors of Rick and Morty, Ian Cardoni, Harry Belden. Uh, we have a, a link to it in our show notes, but uh, yeah, it's it's a really, I, I read through this interview today. I really enjoyed it. I thought um, it was great to hear a little bit more about the process that they went through to uh, get get the gig as 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 the voice actors, the the audition process, a little bit about the the technical aspects of how they do the voices and things that they work on and uh, sort of just their method for uh, actually performing the voices. And then, um, you know, just like how reaction has been and how they've handled going from being really big fans of the show to suddenly being the voice actors of the two main characters. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I thought it was a fantastic interview. I, I agree. I thought it was really, really good. And you can sense how how honored and how humbled they are to to be a part of this show, right? Uh, it, yeah. I think in the in the interview, it uh, it asked it. One of them talks about how basically everyone's in voice acting has like done their impression of a Rick and Morty type of yeah. voice. Um, uh, it was interesting hearing uh, reading about one of them saying they they thought they did a better Rick actually, right? Uh, but then they got a Morty instead. Yeah, they actually both auditioned for both characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So both of them have done Rick and Morty. Yeah, attempts, uh, and then ultimately <clears throat> one one voice, one out over the other. But um, yeah, if you want to check it out again, Rick and Morty, new voice actors speak out. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great interview. Not not very long. Check it out over at thehollywoodreporter.com. And uh, yeah, good good stuff. Good good. L- love these guys. They're great. They're hundred years. Rick and Morty. <laughs> they, they 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 are they are great. They are great. Um, and you know, that might, maybe that's something we, we talk about at the end of the season. Again, we, we, we talk about the overall season and we bring the voices yeah. up as part of that, but we're not going to talk about that anymore because we have something no, else to no. talk about. We have a, 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 you're, you brought this up. I haven't watched this video, but it's a death battle rooster by, uh, from rooster teeth, Rick Sanchez versus the doctor Travis. What's yeah, this, this about? Was, this was brought up to me by a coworker today. And uh, he's like, oh, did you see the new death battle? It's Rick Sanchez versus the doctor. I was like, I don't know what that is. Are you <laughs> are you talking about the famous segment Blood Dome Battle League? And he's like, I'm sorry. Uh, are you having a stroke? And then uh, <laughs> and, uh, he explained to me what this was. It is it is from the very famous YouTube channel Rooster Teeth. They have a, they have a channel called Death Battle, and this is where they they pit famous characters from different properties against each other very much like a blood dome battle league and and they break down all the characteristics of the characters things like that and then determine uh at least in this case with an animated short who would win in a death battle between two characters so um this came out four hours after uh, before i watched it which can only mean that the co-worker that brought it up to me was was probably watching it at work <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything else on that matter, but I did find it interesting anyway. Yeah. So this is the doctor from doctor who, and I'm not calling him out and he does, he's not listening to the show. You should be doing your work. Not watching the YouTubes. It's fine. It's a holiday week. I don't care what you're doing. Um, I'm not their boss. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, link in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, Rick, Rick Sanchez versus the doctor. I'm not going to spoil the outcome. I will let you, uh, see what, what they determine is, is the outcome of the, of this matchup. But, uh, interesting concept, interesting concept for a video. Um, and you can tell that they put a lot of work into it as well. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested, if you've ever had that that spirited debate with mm. someone, uh, who would win, Rick Sanchez or Doctor Who, the folks over at Death Battle, they've, they've got the answer for you. All the time. All the time. I I, I I go to bed with it on my mind. I wake up with I've it never, on my mind. I've never not thought about it. No. My whole, my whole career is based off of this one concept. <laughs> yeah. It's basically your Roman Empire. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, look, I don't think about the Roman Empire as much as other people do. That's a really well, I want to talk about this yeah, after the show. You you, this in mind. you can't because you're constantly thinking about this. That is our that is for our post show, but let's go ahead and talk about the last piece of semi pertinent news. It's a little segment in which we call the Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. Dan <laughs> He's not tweeting. No, that's good. Uh, that's good. All right. Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. I'll tell you what. Usually we go to Instagram. Instagram is the spot where you can get the the freshest and hottest pictures from Dan Harmon, but he really hasn't posted there in a few weeks. But the good news is, is there's a little bitty offshoot of a social media. And I'm not talking about Blue Sky. No. Because I, I don't even know how to get there. <laughs> I'm, of course, talking about threads. He doesn't have the longest <laughs> information. <laughs> Uh, and Dan Harmon actually posted a thread three days ago, uh, a bit of a conversation between two creatures, uh, which I will now read for you. Uh, creature one, was this always a hydrogen station? Creature two, there was once a civilization here, billions of creatures gone now. How is that possible? Did they not have social media? <laughs> They achieved it, but in the end, their takes were never hot enough. Creature one, I will signal boost them. A waste of a platform, child. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Uh, currently with 1,027 likes and 17 replies. That is your Dan Harmon <laughs> social media minute. That was perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Travis, for the Dan Harmon social media minute. I didn't know that would be a thing we were going to read today. I think it would have been more effective had had we had we, you know, shifted, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, take two. Nah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're we're done. If you see a semi pertinent news story out there on the Internet that you think we should cover, send it to us on our socials. Send us an email. Um, Happy to cover that in a future episode. Thank you so much for listening to all of that. When we come back, we will get into a very exciting and entertaining episode um, right after a word from these sponsors. Was there a sponsor? Who knows? <laughs> Who I mean, you, kn- you know. You know. Yeah. Welcome you're, back, you're everybody. Listening. You were listening. You know if there's a sponsor or not. Hey, you know. Shoot us shoot us a message over at Blue Sky with which sponsor you got uh for five dollars off of your next <laughs> croissant. At there, croissant there's somebody World. out there on some podcatcher that's like, I've never heard a sponsor on the show. <laughs> I think they're making it up. Yeah. I heart, uh, anyway. iHeartRadio <laughs> sent us an email earlier that I meant to respond to. Uh but Yeah, they got some new platform going on. Oh. Anyway. That's not, that's post-show material. It's time now for everyone's favorite segment. It's time for the main thing. Main thing. Main thing. It's a little Muppety. And that's why I love it. <laughs> That's not a Muppet. Uh, <laughs> Stupid noise. Uh, all right. Let's go into Come, it. Coming at you with the sixth episode of season seven, Rick Fending Your Mort, episode air date, uh, 19th November, 2023, written by Cody Ziegler, directed by Jacob Hare, close mm. personal friend of the podcast. Close personal friend. Uh, th- you know, thanks for listening, Jacob, um, every, every episode. Yeah. Thanks for putting us on your playlist. Thank you. <laughs> to, to be listened to. <laughs> uh, guest guest stars. By the way, Jacob Hare. Uh, this, uh, this is a third episode so far this season. Uh, he's he's directed. Yeah, he's he's in it. He's he's, he's in it to he's, win it. He's up in this. Um, but so uh, guest stars: Ryan Hansen, Maria Bamford, Eric Bauza, Troy Baker, Phil Hendry, Albert Lundy, and Echo Kellum. Uh, a smorgasbord of of guest stars. Lots of voices to be had in this episode. Um, Arbonopsis, Travis, take it away. Well, not Gotta keep those receipts, dog. 
<laughs> Our synopsis, though, the key is grouping them with thematic connections. Dot, dot, dot. Bruh. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to add a bruh. Otherwise, it's just a quote from the episode. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, we shifted up with the with the bruh at the end. Um, yeah, so Rick Fending Your More, for those who don't know, it is a reference to a 1991 movie, Defending Your Life which was written and directed by Albert, the great Albert Brooks. Uh, if you go to uh, Max right now, there's actually a good, a, I don't know if it's a good documentary because I haven't watched it yet, but I want to, called Defending Your Life, and it's an Albert Brooks documentary uh, where, wow, okay. where he talks about his life and he uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, the the whole concept of the movie is he is somebody who dies and he goes to heaven or, or he goes to the afterlife and he has to defend his life in a court-like setting. Uh, which is really apropos for this episode, Rick. Fending Rather on the nose when you when you think about it, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and and so so interesting episode. Uh, I think coming off of such such a big and very canon esque episode like we got last week, um, the the defeat of Rick Prime. Uh, left left a lot of fans wondering what's going to happen next. What where where can the show gracefully transition? Is 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 it gonna is it gonna feel uh, like they just reset and nothing's wrong? And uh, of course, what better time to bring in an interdimensional cable slash <laughs> Morty's mind blowers type episode? Um, then, uh, yeah, let's do a clip show. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought the timing was great and I think it was a great way to transition out of last week's episode. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Right. Like, like us, Morty cashes in that he decides to cash in his adventure cards, uh, for a classic Rick and Morty adventure. Uh, and, and I think <laughs> that's, that's one of the things we want to talk about with this a conversation about this, right? Because there's not, there's nothing oh, super deep about this episode, right? We're not, no. there's not really deep core thematic connections that we're really trying to glean from this, but you know, it, 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 how can we talk about this episode without just going through all of our favorite bits, right? And, and just like listing them down. Uh, so one of the things that Tra Travis and I talked about was the clip show, comparison between interdimensional cable and the Morty's mind blowers type type of, 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 of clip show. Right. Um, and, uh, so I want to go ahead and just pose that question, pose that thought to you, Travis, and uh, get what you, uh, or feel about that, how you feel about that. Yeah. It, it was interesting because this actually came up in a conversation at work, uh, when we were just talking about Rick and Morty in general and, uh, somebody mentioned interdimensional cable episodes, and then somebody mentioned that they actually liked Morty's mind blowers more than interdimensional cable. And I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. Like, why? Why is that?" And he's like, "Ah, uh, he didn't really, he didn't really have a good answer." But it, it got, it got my brain thinking about it, and, and about sort of the difference between those early loose improvisational feel you know, clip shows with interdimensional cable one, and two, and then how Morty's mind blowers. And I would argue this episode sort of um, fall into separate categories. They're all clip shows. They, they all kind of go off and, and don't follow a conventional plot, but the interdimensional cable episodes, I think what stand out to me is, how the topics or or the the cha the channels the episodes were about anything whereas the morty's mind blowers those clips those flashbacks tended to all centrally focus on the smith family rick morty characters that are that are more central to the show itself mm -hmm. do you do you have like a preference of those do you do you feel like one is stronger than the other do you do you worry that we're only gonna see mind blower type now and not not kind of get back to that interdimensional cable lots of questions lot, lot, lots lots of questions let's see if i can answer them in order spoiler alert i cannot i forgot what most of them were um what i would say about what well, my, my my preference i think 
uh, maybe if we'd started this podcast later on <laughs> after after season sure. three, season four, maybe it wouldn't be called interdimensional RSS. Uh, maybe it would have been called so- something else. But one of the, the things that really got me into Rick and Morty, and we talked about this on previous episodes of the, the show of Numerous the podcast times. is the fact that that's what really got me into Rick and Morty in the first place. Just those, those clips, those like zany <laughs> all, all over the place. The Zorp Zorp field. We don't, you know, you don't get those out of, out of like the mind blowers stuff necessarily. Right. Um, so that kind of humor got me into it. Uh, I do like the mind blowers, bits i do like this one i do like the never ricking morty kind of story train stuff where it's kind of all yeah. over the place too um but i think there's a there's a difference in in improv happening on like on the production side and in i think brian newton talked to us about it back in the day right uh storyboard driven versus uh, how it, the episodes are actually put together um yeah. where one is like ad-libbing voice recording it and then animating to to that and that's what interdimensional cable one and two are whereas morty's mind blowers story train this one they feel more like ad-libbed writing prompts and they said okay yeah we have a we have a prompt now go ahead let's let's animate something to the prompt and because that is much more of a like okay cool we have a prompt that we can we can write a story around it. We can write a little clip around it. We can do the voice acting stuff after the fact. That is probably much a much easier thing to complete than, hey, we have a random recording of Harry Belden uh, doing something crazy. Uh, let's let's now animate to that real quick, right? Um, yeah. And that's and that's a season one, season two kind of uh, production hell type of thing. Uh, probably that that contributed there. Well, yeah, and I think. That's been something that has been spoken to a lot about the history of the show is how challenging those early seasons were to produce, which drove a lot of the delays and and large gaps between seasons and things like that. The fact that they've been able to bring in new showrunners, new new crew that can focus in on certain aspects of the show and still honor that that legacy of the show of, of having clip shows and having shows just kind of go off at random without having to just, I don't know, get somebody drunk in the, in the sound booth. Just be like, all right, what do you got? I'm it's Miles Johnson. I'm the you know, like, man. I can't see anything. I can't feel anything. <laughs> um, I, I will say those early interdimensional cable episodes will always be close to like my favorites just because it's, I feel like it's really rare to hear genuine improv in animation. Like those episodes where like there, there are moments where you can tell they're like breaking character. They're, they're, they're just leaving audio in where, where, where the, uh, the voiceover artists were like, I, I don't know, like when it, when it, the car always win, right? Like, you know, or like that, that sort of stuff. And, and the fact that they do that, it makes those things really special. And, and they, they don't have to have Rick and Morty in a scene for it to be memorable or be something, uh, you know, that, that fans really enjoy. And I think for the mind blowers and, and in this episode, they're, they're always, Rick centered or Morty centered until towards the end when it starts becoming like observer focused <laughs> and stuff like that. But again, like you mentioned, that's, that's a bunch of ideas that get thrown in a shoe box or in a pop tart box. Right? Right, right. right. And then they're just like, um, Morty steals 20 bucks from Rick when he's passed out on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it. Let's, let's do it. Well, yeah. And like, uh, like when wolf, right. <laughs> like some, sure. some, some of the, some of the, some of those like mini clips you see on the TV throughout, uh, throughout the, sh- this, the seasons where you're like, ah, this is, this is like interdimensional cable type stuff, but it's, it, yeah. it, it's just strewn about. Um, yeah. You know, the thing, uh, the thing about, I like about these episodes, whether it's mind blowers, story train, uh, Rick vending your mort is the, is those that just the, the throwing out of ideas and being like, 
we don't have to do an entire episode based off of it, but let's do let's do a clip. Let's do something funny, and that yes. and that then that's it, right? Uh, the the squirrel stuff from Morty's Mind Blowers, like <laughs> you know, like yeah. that uh, an, another another thing. I I feel like though these types of episodes kind of capture a a spirit of those those earlier seasons that I agree that we don't always get with with new with new episodes right especially and and I'm going to I'm going to say this I'm going to say this I didn't watch Rick and Morty for the lore I was watching it because they were standalone stories and it was funny uh and then and then they 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 dragged me in they dragged me in with, with I, lore I think it's clear to anyone that listened to this podcast for like the first four seasons we were like no it's not all tied together Stop trying to make it all canonical. They can just be standalone series, like standalone <laughs> episodes with fun adventures. Every line doesn't have to mean something. It can just be a throwaway joke. We 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 beat that drum incessantly for years. And now we're like, all right, I guess we should do an entire podcast episode <laughs> dedicated to the history of Rick Prime. Like, let's here we, here we let's go. Make that, let's make that episode begrudgingly so get killed halfway through the season. <laughs> Thanks, Dan and Scott. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, so these types of episodes really recapture that magic for me in in, in that in that sense. So, um, yes. so overall, overall, Travis, for you, I, I know. Uh, your coworker had had said that mind blowers is is preferential to the interdimensional cables. What do you what do you think? How do you how do you feel about the Kramer versus Kramer since we're talking about court case type of stuff? Interdimensional cables versus mind blowers and Rick Fending. I I I still I would love to see, you know, fingers crossed, another interdimensional cable one day. Uh how it would happen how, like if if it would happen if 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 they think that it bumps too much right um that i i i don't know it, it may never happen and and they they do challenge themselves with coming up with new and interesting ways to do an episode in in the spirit of a clip show without doing another Morty's mind blowers, right? I, I think the execution of this episode was fantastic. I thought it was great. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do and, miss, I do miss some interdimensional cable. I'm not gonna lie. And I, I think we can almost count this definitely as a clip show because they actually showed a clip of a previous episode. Yeah. Which was one of my favorite bits. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, all right. Uh, is anything else you want to talk about else? Uh, you have here meta commentary on the show's format trying to stay fresh you well and and me using the word it bumps right that <laughs> that is that is part of that commentary right where the observers in the courtroom are talking about if the argument is that rick and morty repeat themselves like that's not up for discussion or whatever he, whatever he says uh, and then they show uh, a series of clips where they're doing the same thing same sort of thing over and over again right uh -huh. Um, that's, that to me is the writers putting their money where their mouth is or, 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 or being transparent about the fact that we know that we do things similarly. We know that this is another Morty's mind blowers, another interdimensional cable, but it's also something that fans enjoy. It's something they enjoy writing and putting out there. I'm sure it gives them a lot of creative freedom to do things that to, to explore ideas that would never make it into a full episode. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And so I think, I think it's okay to do that meta commentary to talk about the, like Rick breaks the fourth wall all the time, but the show will also sometimes tongue in cheek, a line will get out there or, or something will happen to kind of talk about the, the development of the show itself and uh, that the writers hear what fans are saying and, yeah. uh, and, and, and acknowledge it. I, I, I got, I got you. I got you. What I, what I really want to say is never take these types of episodes for granted. That's all. That's all I want to say about that. Ryan Ridley, everybody. Uh, yeah, because right, when we when we talked to to Ridley a while back, 
uh, you know, he had mentioned about like talking about sequels, right? Uh, that interdimensional cable two, you know, they if they felt like they needed to do an interdimensional cable two, uh, and he didn't sound very confident about actually everyone loving going back to that that concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like like trying to write a story about having random clips, uh, and just like just just doing it again uh, without without being fresh. Uh, story train. Mind blowers, Rick Vending, new ways of 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 having this come out, right? And I'd be interested to see how they, if they do it again, you know, fingers crossed, they do an episode like this again. How how they actually come out and and do it. And and, and so we're gonna move on to some of our favorite clips here in a second. But I will say, the format of interdimensional cable, the format of them sitting at a on a couch with a hacked cable box, that is not. That is not the the part that I miss, right? Right. It's it's the it's the level of improv inside of the clip that that I'm that I'm yearning for. Yeah. So whether that happen, whether that's an observer showing uh, an improvised clip, whether that's a, a mind blower, you know, what, whatever <laughs> the the next construct, the next format is for that, um, even allowing like a couple of those in um and and maybe that's and maybe that is to his credit uh his his uh shameful shameful credit uh Justin Royland came up with some really off the wall crazy ideas uh oftentimes probably on the fly in in the recording booth so that that is that is definitely something that uh you know was part of that early part of the show when he was very involved in the development and writing of the show and not, not just the voice acting. So, yeah, yeah. um, that's, I do, I do want to mention also, there is like the, uh, the interventional video game stuff, (laughs) like the, the street fighter, like, Oh, he's taking a subway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, they're honoring, they honor it every, almost every season. Like there's something in every season that, that kind of gets after that, that idea of a clip show or, or, that you itch. know, sort of, uh, what'd you say? The itch, the itch, the, the clip itch. show itch, itch. <laughs> on X. But this was great. And and to come out of that last episode, Unmort Rickon, Rick Prime's dead, Evil Morty's gone. How do you, how do you transition, you right? Need, you, you have need, Rick. You need something. You need, some, you need something that's like low calorie. You don't, I'm not lore dumping you, right? Like you just need something to wash it down. Just a soft reset. Just like go go from Rick passed out on the garage floor to ready to take on adventures anew, uh, in in a quick twenty two minute montage of of clips. So, um, yeah, I I I really I did like this episode. I thought it was great. Watched it numerous times, and um, lots lots and lots of clips in here. I I went through the effort of writing them all down, and then you were like, we should not talk about all these. And I was like, yeah, I agree with you. We should not. So we went out and picked some of our favorites. Um, did you rank order your favorites or do you just want to go with sort of our top five and see where the overlaps are? And things yeah, like that? yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't rank them. I just, I, I picked five of them and I went with them. Uh, there are no particular order because, because I'm torn between my, my, my top two really. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, one thing before we get into the adventures themselves is the fact that Morty kept his receipts and uh, and and shows after after uh, presenting the adventure cards, that list of adventures, so many of them on there, uh, just really funny. Like I, it to me, it feels very Schraub, right? Like that that a lot of these were probably actually things that he wrote down in a writer's room or like on a whiteboard or, yeah. or tossed in a, in a, in a pop tart box. And, um, they're like, yeah, just, just use them all. Just, <laughs> what do you got? Shrub? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dark, dark brunch. Yep. Dark brunch. Write it down. Well, sure. you know, I, t- talking about that, talking about Shrub real, real, real quick, you know, I, we're not in the writer's room. We don't know how, how keyed in Shrub is with, with everything. Right. But we do go back to what season four, season five, where on the Instagram post that it's the, the Pop Tart box of all the Schraub's random ass ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
so although there's like when wolf was was one of those ideas i i recall yeah. right so although we don't have the vocal ad lib <laughs> we do we do have like that same kind of crazy ideas that off the wall ideas that that come out of Straub's head uh, comes out of some of those writers heads so uh as from a writer's perspective i think we we have a Straub, uh which 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 oh, i yeah. But again, yeah. where I'm not there, so I maybe I maybe I don't give him that much credit, and maybe he sucks, and and maybe they're like he hasn't worked on the show for four, four seasons. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's got credits on like many of the yeah. most recent episodes. Yeah, yeah. But, so and creep from and creep show. Uh, anyway, from from Morty's list of adventures, the regional plumbing convention, the Beanie Baby zombie apocalypse, <laughs> uh, dark brunch, getting good at yo-yo tricks, memory planet. And the memory of Memory Planet, <laughs> all, all uh, some of my favorite, uh, hard, easy to miss uh, moments from from the early part of the episode. That's right. That's right. That's 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 the the actual list that he had there. Um, yeah. We uh, there are some things that the observers said. Uh, we'll, we'll I think we'll go into that after we get through our top five uh, favorite bits. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, let's let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into the favorite bits. I'll start, Travis. Uh, okay. I'll start. I'll start at the bottom. Uh, two of two of these bits are references to other things. Uh, the the first of the two bits that I really liked was the Western Bacon callback. <laughs> to- uh, uh, Marty, <laughs> what, 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 Western Western. Western Bacon. Ba- Western, Western Bacon, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> you're banned. Uh, to be to be clear, you're banned from that Wendy's, or Carl's Jr. Uh, Carl's Jr. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Thank sorry, you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and and so that's a callback to all the 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 Carl's Jr. <laughs> cartoons, uh, like the clip, the, the, the commercials. commercials yeah, I also just love that um, they're they're referencing a specific brand again, which is which is kind of classic for the show, and that uh, in his drunken stupor. Rick has the same Carl's Jr. order that I have. Um, so so I love that as well. Um, and then the second one of those is, of course, the Space Jam reference. Where, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. No, they prayed for death. <laughs> they begged me. It was a kindness. <laughs> it's Space Jam, Rick and Morty. Uh yeah. Uh, yeah, that love, was pretty great. Love that one. Um, one of one of my favorite bits was one that was one of the first ones that the observer threw to on his own, uh, and that's where we get a uh, boat Morty, where the two bullies <laughs> yeah. are picking on Morty, and he turns into a boat due to Rick's, uh, you know, implants, <laughs> and uh, it suddenly turns into this epic and tragic story. Uh, R.I.P. Big Doug. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's punching Turn himself back into a boat. Big Doug, oh, Big Doug. Uh, and and then the the little moment right at the end when Rick just portals in, finds Morty, and says, "Come on, Morty, the hamster's turned on me." And uh, and like a tiny little hamster jumps out of the portal right before. Oh, it oh, I miss, I missed that. I did, I missed that little yeah. little bit. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Oh, the hamster's gonna gonna kill the other dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of Stephen King, as you as you know, Travis. Uh, there's a couple there's a couple Stephen King references here. The first one I'm gonna go with is the Maximum Overdrive, but with clothes. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, they, they can't run you over. They can't be worse than cars. At least it's not cars. <laughs> this uh, is worse. This is definitely worse. And then, then yeah. ripping that girl's face off, and then the clothes putting it on, wearing it. <laughs> uh, I love I love that little bit. Yeah, yeah, little bits. Uh, back to um, you. What was another? Oh, another one that I love. Uh, and, and we saw this clip in, in, in the uh, trailer. I think it was part of our, our speculation spectacular. Uh, but this was the, uh, the Morty bets at the, uh, at oh. the salty Rick. Uh-huh. Um, and, 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 I, and I took a moment to pause uh, for anyone that didn't get the time uh, because we see where Morty sticks his tongue fully up in Ape Borg's nose. Um, and it gets crossed off. But uh, the other ones, one that's already crossed out, Morty marries Mr. Poopy Butthole. 
uh, and then still to be completed, uh, Morty needs to believe he's a ghost, uh, murder suicide with a president, common law marry a hippo, <laughs> chug salad dressing, Ew. become Santa Claus, and drink toilet water. So uh, varying degrees of difficulty, but uh, an interesting collection of tasks uh, on the on the chalkboard. Of the I mean, I mean, chugging salad dressing. You would think that would be the easiest one. Maybe it's like a, there's a like a scale. There's a point scale, or maybe they have to go yeah. in order, right? Maybe that. <laughs> no, because they're not in order. Oh, like there's yeah. Oh, shoot. the Aborg one's like third down or something. Oh, okay, okay, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. Well, to- toilet water or salad dressing. Which one are you drinking? Uh, depends on what kind of salad dressing, I suppose. Mm. Balsamic know. vinaigrette. Ooh, no, too much, too much balsamic. Maybe, I, I might I might just go with maybe maybe Italian if you had to if I if I had to pick one. Okay, good good note. Yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> you Add that to our Wikipedia pages you didn't, that I don't think we have. You didn't answer you didn't answer your own question. Which which would you do? Toilet water every day, all day. <laughs> well, uh, well, E. coli between friends. A, you know, not a and not a clean toilet. Not like a toilet that that's never been used. It has to be. You know, don't try to don't try to wriggle like your way a, out like of like a rest stop toilet. <laughs> oh, oh God, yeah, salad dressing, um, salad dressing. Yeah. All right. What if it's salad dressing from like a like a salad bar with no sneeze guard? Eh, it's it's fine. I, I'll I'll, I'll like, take whatever. It. I'll it's take fine. It. It's fine. It's fine. As long as it's Italian. <laughs> um. All right. All right. Back back to back to the matter at hand. Uh, talked about maximum overdrive. Well, let me let me go ahead and talk about the other Stephen King reference. That's right, <laughs> Rick and Morty in a pet cemetery, um, spelled S E M A T A R Y, uh, incorrectly spelled because the the kids don't know how to spell cemetery, so they spelled it wrong. They thought it was with an S. Uh, just a little bit of a you know, just a little bit of lore there. But yeah, I I I love that I love that little bit. We see a zombie hand. We saw that in. Uh, we see that. I think we saw that in the trailer. We at least saw it. It's, it's, it's part in, of the uh, title sequence. Yeah. Here. Um, yeah. So, so another reference to the the title there. Um, the idea of like them being like, you know what, my battery's dead. Why don't I? What do you know? You can be uh, inquisitive. Why can't I? Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's 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 try things out. And then it cutting to a scene of of like so many like egg timers and alarm clocks, or them testing out all of this this uh, of the capabilities of the pet cemetery. <laughs> the kangaroo trying to trying to bury a Volkswagen Beetle. Do you think it'll refill the gas tank? <laughs> ah, no wrong answers, Morty. Bur- bury it from uh, the legs down. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. And then he's trying to eat that that. That Benjamin Franklin meat. And he's like, what is this place doing to me? Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Uh, transitioning to another clip that dealt with, uh, you know, giving life to, to the non-living. Uh, the churry the churro, um, where, where Morty asks Rick to bring his churro to life. And then they go on all sorts of adventures to the, to the carnival uh, to Wes Anderson's Grand Royal Hot Tub Emporium, uh, all all sorts of fun adventures until he decides he's done hanging out with Churi, and and then they when they're lowering down to the planet and they both have those like like high eyebrow like grins on their face like huh they're, huh? they're fake they're fake smiling they're fake happy yeah. for and uh poor little Churi Churi is like right right in the middle and. He, He's so excited, like bouncing so up and down. Gonna see my family. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm ex- I'm ecstatic for the payoff that will happen. Hopefully, not just in the end tag, but years from now. Yeah, when when Churi comes back, new and, new and villain seeks his vengeance. New, yeah, yeah. New primary villain is is Churi. Uh, yeah. Uh, some folks in the 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 subreddit during the discussion post were like. Why didn't they just make an entire family sentient for for Churi? <laughs> Why they just give Churi unliving churros? <laughs> yeah, they make mistakes. They they make we mistakes. Know, we know that's the case. Uh, I didn't. I so Churi was my my fifth one. Uh, so I pass it back to you, Travis, because you you cleared me out. Yeah, you and you mentioned this earlier. One of one of my uh last favorite bits is uh a flashback to an 
actual flashback. Okay. It's that jo- giant court flashback. Uh, I I smell what does he say? Fee fi fo fum. I smell <laughs> the uh, infringement of so- social liberties or something like that. Yeah, the infringement of oh, yeah. of of social liberties or something. Yeah, um, classic scene. I actually went back and watched that whole clip from from Morty's first adventure, which I thought was interesting too. That of all the episodes that they could have oh, yeah. Yeah, sort good, of flashed back to, good call. Morty's first, you know pick of adventures um in me seeks and destroy which again i always forget that, those that are... <laughs> the me seeks episode is also that that crazy adventure like just so much packed into those early episodes when you get an a plot and a b plot at the same time yeah yeah, yeah. uh and ryan ridley doing doing the voice for that of course G- good which which makes it an official clip show as as we talked about before yeah. um yeah, uh, you know, uh, special special mentions uh, for for <laughs> leg days, uh, both leg day, uh, and uh, mo- mostly for the observer who says, "I held on to my tits for nothing." <laughs> <laughs> I also really like Rick's like really awful like bootleg uh, non licensed t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As as a as a meta commentary to all of the merchandise that came out for Pickle Rick, Rick and Morty show, yeah, <laughs> the Rick and Morty show, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So I think I mean the the observers were an interesting new uh, character entity for mm-hmm. this. They they had a lot of interesting lines. Star um, Star, Star Trek reference, as it as it as it turns out, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't. I'm not a Star Trek watcher, but uh, there. I I think Harmon talks about it on the inside of the episode. Like he talks about Star Trek in there. Some Reddit people had mentioned Star Star Trek as well. Um, but uh, I when we're introduced to this thing at the very very start of the episode, and then it starts just throwing random uh things out there. The uh, uh, let's see when he's like. They talk about 9-11. Like, by, by your logic, like, 9-11 was an adventure. Like, all right, let's watch 9-11. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's no, take no. a look. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, let, let us tee it up for you. Uh, just some of the some of the observer lines with that that stupid voice, uh, that, that, that clip show voice were just so great. The sidewalk is public property, bro, or whatever. <laughs> like. I, love, I love that line because... Oh, you go to YouTube. People watched all the the stuff on YouTube. I like you don't have to answer this. Uh, you can you can film while you're in the 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 post office. They can't they can't stop you. It's public property. And uh, when I was driving on the road trip with my dad, going through the uh, the California uh, border, they ask you if you have any fruits or vegetables from outside the state. My dad was like, "Tell me you don't have to answer them." <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell you don't have to answer them. I'm a citizen, bro. <laughs> um, I've got rights. I've got rights. Um, so the there is the bit where they're doing where they're watching the uh, they're like they're showing the observers observing each other and and them doing stupid stuff. The bootleg movies bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fact that they have Batgirl in there, I thought was <laughs> was was a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, they had. Also, they had Oppenheimer Requiem, um, which would be an Opp- Oppenheimer sequel. Uh, Amsterdam, but the the A in uh, Dam is the letter is the number four. So Amster Amster D four M. Let's see. The observer talks about Avatar three through six, <laughs> and then yeah. the one I really like is the Social Network two into the Metaverse, which is. <laughs> Which it's a it's layered. It's a layered joke, and which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, layered joke that many people will never catch <laughs> in, in the show. So um, <laughs> I gotta love the little details. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as as we see, really unsavory observers paying watermelons to fight each other, <laughs> um, and and sleeping with each other's wives. It's uh, yeah, it's. Observe what a treasure harder. Nancy was. That's the only thing we didn't observe. 
yeah, so the the observer said uh, some some other funny stuff. There's obviously there's a lot of other clips that were that were really good in in the show. Uh, those were our kind of top ten, top five, whatever you want to, however you want to uh, quantify them. But if you have a different one that really made you laugh, that made you crack up, or maybe you're so pissed off about, it, you just need to vent to somebody. Head over to our social media and let us know. Send us an email. Let us know what you thought. Uh, let us know what your top five were. And maybe you'll be lucky and we'll read it personally, but then not on the show. Because, I mean, we can't we can't read them all. And you wouldn't win not, anything. Not for, oh, we do have some swag still from Comic-Con that we got to give away. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We need, to do another, we need to do another giveaway. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about uh, uh, best and worst okay. of this episode. Yeah. What, um, I, and, and we talked about the Observer's game show host voice. I'm on the fence here. I don't know if this was like the best thing or the worst thing because like it was so over the top. Uh, at times I was like, oh, like they're really they're really going for it. But as I continued to watch the episode, I don't know, I started to really like it and thought it it, it made me laugh more and more the more the more that I heard them say that was my that brother. <laughs> I didn't like his voice either. <laughs> the same, the same voice. Uh, I, I like the voices off off the bat. Uh, um, maybe like a CompuBot, like Computron, uh, from the the heist episode, where it's like just it's a stupid voice, and I'll just lean into the enjoying the voice right off the bat. Uh, yeah. versus uh, versus fighting it, but on subsequent viewings. I was even more accepting of them. Um, yeah. So, so uh, let's much, much like uh, the the voices of Rick and Morty themselves. The, <laughs> I like. I I don't even like. That's my Rick and Morty now. Like I I'm yeah. I'm in. I'm uh, in. I'm fully I, in. You, we you know I said we talk about the voices at the end of the season, but I just want to talk about like this this episode. It keyed it in for me. It 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 locked it locked their voices in for sure for me yeah uh because it, it, it like it, it bridged again like the magic of like a uh, an earlier seasons with new content for some reason this this may have been like the first episode where i didn't think about their voices being different at all i just i yeah. just watched the episode yeah. and like oh yeah that's right that's a, a d- different voice um and so you know i want to i want i want to sh- shout out to them right now it's like good job i'm 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 team ian and harry now Hundred percent. Yeah, I was always yeah. team team you. I mean, but. they don't listen to comments, but maybe they listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, and if you do, uh, come on anytime. Um, <laughs> anytime. anytime. In here it says our clip show fun. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. What what what, what, what I meant what, what I meant by that was just the fact that I I I I love this style of 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 episode, and yeah. uh, so the fact that this episode exists is the best part for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I I really like the ending of this episode because of the way that it. And and I don't know that th- whether or not they'll revisit, you know, Rick's existential dread or or his his struggle with, you know, finding purpose after beating Rick Prime, but for them to start and acknowledge that Rick is checked out on the floor of the garage and then end with Morty and him jumping into the spaceship. What do you say? Fly through space, come upon, come upon something. Maybe I have a moral objection. Stuff gets messy and you ultimately bail us out. And, uh, and Rick's in, he's, he's excited. Let's go on an adventure. So, um, really, really great execution to use this format of an episode to kind of Get get the ball rolling again and carry us through to the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, that that's right, that's right. And you know, after the end of the last episode, we're like, oh, what's what's gonna happen? Like, oh, how's he gonna deal with life now? And then at the end of this one, it's like, yeah, we're gonna have adventures. Now it's like, okay, let's see, uh, let's let's not predict anything too too quickly about uh, how the writers are going to approach. You know, the the remainder of what the the 70 episodes that they ordered were right yeah so yeah for sure um but uh excited looking forward to finding more about that next week uh for for the next episode but before we get there 
before we get to next week, before we get to an entirely new episode, we want to say, hey, uh, let us send us your thoughts about this one. Again, social media, our email. Let us know. Let us know what you thought. Uh, yeah. If you're watching online, subscribe so we can hit that, that yeah, milestone. Sure. And then leave your uh, <laughs> leave your favorite clip in the comments. Let us know which one was your favorite. And that will take us to basically where we talk about you. In our section, we call listener suggestions and short outs. That's right. It's you- a listener. Oh, wait. No, we don't do that. <laughs> don't. That's right. You you send us stuff and we talk about it and then we shower you with praise and adulation. Uh, so do you have anything, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do have a couple of things. Um, one is a shout out to Something to Fear. Um, who responded to our last episode talking about how their theory that they had replied to us uh, about a few videos ago was almost basically spot on. Uh, that, of course, being uh, their predictions about Evil Morty coming back and there being some sort of team up or or uh, something going on with Evil Morty and Rick and things like that. Um, very well done on the prediction. Yeah, that was uh, that was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a that was a email. That was a that was that was that was a YouTube. Oh, YouTube YouTube. comment. YouTube, YouTube. Uh, Yeah, uh, T. Bobby Electric also uh, writing some stuff. First of all, asking what in the world is Blue Sky? Well, tell you what, nobody knows. I don't know. Blue Sky is the world's preeminent new (laughs) social media platform. Preeminent. but uh, they they do write that Dan Harmon is a goddamn legend of genius to infinity and beyond. Uh, basically, trusting Dan Harmon to to move forward uh, for for any of the the, the new stuff, right? So um, yeah. anything that happened after Rick Prime, trusting the showrunners to be able to write us an interesting story narrative moving forward. And I yeah. I, I agree, I agree. We haven't been let down yet, except for Sex Dragon. <laughs> um, and, and and we've even learn to accept we have the, haven't the sex we? dragons for the most part we have um we also we also have an email travis do you have that you have that one teed up no oh oh you don't have the you don't have the email teed up because we got an email oh okay embargo for 707 no that's not it <laughs> not that email brand <laughs> <laughs> But you, but you should really respond to that email. Yeah, really, really should. Um, okay, go go ahead. Uh, let's see. This is from nope, not that November, one. I almost just no, read the same. November fourteenth from Carrie W. Uh, if Rick Prime's home dimension is C one thirty seven, then what is Evil Morty's home dimension? I don't think the show has ever established this since his background has always been nebulous. Do you think the writers will ever give him a number, or is this a detail I've missed? Also. I think that if Rick Prime is the Rickest Rick, then Evil Morty has to be the Mortiest Morty. We've already seen how much Morty C-137 can get done without Rick when he puts his mind to it. If we were smarter, he would basically be Evil Morty. Gary West. Mm. All right, Gary. Some some good thoughts on here. Um, I I don't believe they've been specific about Evil Morty's home dimension. Uh, the reality is up until last week, we didn't know anything about Evil Morty's origins uh, prior to uh, the first episode where we see Evil Morty at the end. Um, what is that? End of... Shoot, that's somewhere in season two. That's the like Council of Rex type type stuff. Um, so yeah, I I think it's interesting that they were able to shine a light on the Rick who was working with evil Morty at the time. And, and to, to find out that that was evil Morty's Rick that he sort of overpowered and made subservient to him. Um, but yeah, in terms of like the specifics on like a number, I don't know if that's something we'll ever get or if he's, he's sort of escaped that, uh, that system because he now lives you know, he's off the grid. He's he's off the grid. He's outside of that central finite curve. Hey, he doesn't have a social and, security uh, number. <laughs> he's, he's taking evil Morty off the grid. <laughs> um, that other question about uh, you know, our Rick, uh, Rick Prime is the Rickest Rick. Uh, 
evil Morty being the Mortiest Morty. I I don't know. I, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, but let's ask this first one with, uh, you know, C-137 or, or a, you know, our Morty. Um, basically, he's smarter than we give him credit for. Do you think he would become evil Morty if Rick wasn't around? Are you asking? Are you you're asking me? I'm asking you. Yeah. What do you think? If, if Rick wasn't around? No, if Rick wasn't around, he'd be a, a normal teenager um, doing normal teenager things. Yeah, uh, going to math class. <laughs> yeah. Trying to date Jessica. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah. Looking at uh, therapy, uh, cowgirl porn or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What, what, one of the things I find really interesting, and it's a subtle detail in Unmort Rickon, but in that opening montage, after Morty goes up to his room, evil Morty, um, he's got, he's like, he's working at his desk. He's, he's doing some soldering or something like that. And he's got some posters on his wall and they're different posters yeah. than what our Morty has in his room. And there's one that's like, I don't know if it's like heavy metal or like a horror movie or something, but it talks about evil and stuff in the poster. And I, I think that that is a, a, an intentional, you know, background to show he's, He's got other influences within that dimension that help mm. sort of drive him towards his uh, eventual fate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, our Morty? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think he would. He would turn out evil. He needs he, the Mortys need some kind of resentment brewing over <laughs> over years uh, to eventually snap. And and everyone has their breaking point. Evil Morty just had his and took it and then became a genius from it. Uh, which is how most geniuses end up. They, they become geniuses because they snap. Um, the the whole the whole thing about the Rickest Rick, the Mortiest Morty, those those types of things. Uh, you know, if we go back to something Rick could, no, it's not, not something. Uh, that's the uh, Ray Bradbury one. Uh, if you go back to the introduction of, of uh, Evil Morty, where they're like, oh, the one true Morty, right? Well, like. Yeah. It's 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 just Morty's being stupid. Like there's not really a Rickest anything, right? Honestly, I think Rick, our Rick saying he that Rick Prime was the Rickest Rick, is almost makes him to me the Rickest Rick. Like our Rick, the Rickest Rick, because he's like he's giving that off to somebody else. What we were talking about in the last episode with his was his feelings, right? Like him, yeah, him having some kind of. uh emotional attachments that he, he something is different about him uh one of two to create portal travel one of two to have their wives actually killed uh versus just wiped off from from the universe of, uh, of existence there's something different about him and with rick yeah. prime rick prime doesn't have uh, he's a psychopath sociopath which whichever was the right one and our Rick's ability to empathize. I think that's what makes him uh, the Rickest Rick. Um, I'm with you. Which is why evil Morty can never be the Mortiest Morty because he is, he's, he's a narcissist. Yeah. I, I think, I think there will be something true to the duality or the, the, um, the companionship between Rick and Morty, the show being, Rick and Morty in the title, right? So I I think you have to have both for them to be the Rickest Rick or the Mortiest Morty, right? They they rely on each other. So uh, a, a Rick Prime that goes off on his own, doesn't doesn't believe in sidekicks, doesn't believe in those attachments. Um that can't be the Rickest Rick really cuz he's you know, he's He's, he's, he's different. He's weird, Rick. Uh, and then, and then evil Morty in the same way rejects his Rick and, and, and wants to completely escape, you know, all Ricks. And so, yeah, I think, I think in the end, uh, Rick, it takes both Ricks and Morty's, uh, uh to, to, to be a good late night show on Sunday nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. And the last, last one I'll point up. The last point I'll point out is that the toxic episode where they where the toxicity comes out of them and they're they're diff they're different people, right? Like they are 
they have diff same <laughs> their their makeup is the same but but different uh they 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 learn from each other they've learned from each other from this for this entire show um and so yeah like we we might take some episodes where it's not focused on them at all and we're like i thought the show was called rick and morty where's morty um yeah in in the end it's it's a story about them them growing together as as there brothers and not as gra grandfather and grandson <laughs> and with that that will end this episode thanks so much to everybody for listening for liking subscribing commenting sharing uh this podcast with people uh if you're in the united states happy thanksgiving oh yeah may your turkeys be pardoned uh may your presidents not uh try to turn into turkeys gobble, and, gobble. and and uh we will be back next week with another episode until then i'm travis and i'm brandon and happy everything happy happy every day happy every day who needs one day to be thankful i'm thankful for you every day yeah gratitude's a choice every day shout out to zatchmo over in discord